0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I know it's been a while, but I'm back. This is Dr. Tana M. Session with the Stop Being the Best Kept Secret podcast. And I'm so glad that you're here joining me. And today I want to talk about healthy boundaries. It's the perfect time of year. A lot of people are getting together with friends and family and going out to events and parties It's December, it's the last three weeks of the year. Thanksgiving came late this year in 2019, so we really only had four weeks between these big holidays. And what I've realized is that I had to start saying no to invitations that I did not feel were going to serve me during this time. I wanted to protect my yeses and save them for things that really will either benefit me personally or professionally. Now, I received a lot of invitations in the mail, a lot of invites through email and phone calls and text messages this time of year, just like you, I'm sure. And I had to stop saying yes to them all. I just A, didn't have the time B, didn't have the bandwidth. And C, really didn't have the interest in some of them. Now, a couple of years ago, I probably would have said yes to every single one of them and drove my husband crazy. But this year, I really wanted to be intentional and in not only where I went, but who I spent this time with. This, to me, is a very sacred time of the year, the last few weeks of the year. It's really about uh, reflecting, rejoicing, and also resetting. So, I want to give myself some self care. I had a bad cold over the Thanksgiving holiday, so I couldn't even celebrate with friends. My husband and I were both just homesick. But during that time, I was able to really do a lot of work around setting my goals for. Perfect Vision 2020, as I'm calling it. So I have my goals set now for next year. I did them digitally this time, so now I have them in Pinterest. I don't know if any of you used this tool before, but it is amazing. You can download pictures, just do a search, and pictures come up, and you can just save them to a board, what they call a board. And you can make it private, so that way only you have access to it. You're the only one who can see it. You can share it with others as you please. But it's not open to the public like other uh, boards may be that you create on there. So I have that. I got that done. And I finished the biggest project of my entire life. The biggest project, I would say, outside of going to school and getting my degrees. I finished my fourth book on the day after Christmas. I mean, day after Thanksgiving. Day after Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, I was sick. I was in bed. I had a lot of downtime. I really didn't have a whole bunch of energy. So it wasn't, again, a lot of stuff to do except watch TV or write or go on my computer. I finished my fourth book. It took almost a year to complete it. It's about 260 pages currently. It may end up being more than that once it comes back from the editor because the editor is looking at it now. I was able to secure a New York Times bestseller, bestselling author to write my forward, which I'm really, really excited about because she was the catalyst for me actually writing this book. I saw it as a challenge. Um, She saw it as a great project that the universe needed. So I'm so, so excited about this project and I can't wait to tell you more about it um, as it progresses through the normal channels of a manuscript. I say that to say... I set healthy boundaries for myself even while i was sick there were calls i didn't take people had to wait for me to respond to their emails i really didn't uh, go full throttle like i would when i'm feeling healthy because i felt this was a sign that my body needed to rest i've been going so fast paced and i spoke at over 50 events this year traveled zigzagged across the nation went internationally to jamaica came back Kept going, 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 and in between that, I was coaching clients. I was doing HR consulting, um, locally here in California for clients. So I was on site a couple of days a week there. So again, I think that was my body's way of saying you need to just sit down and relax, start saying no, and get your body ready for what's coming in Perfect Vision Twenty Twenty. So I'm really glad I gave myself permission to do that, even though it was the being sick was the reason why. But I really, in most cases, would have pushed myself. And I decided not to do that this time. So I don't get sick often. I haven't been sick in quite some time. So this was really, it was a shocker to me that I was even as sick as I was. But again, I had to listen to my body. I went to the doctor. They said it wasn't strep or flu or anything like that. It was just a virus that was going around. So I took over-counter medicine and just stayed in bed most of the time. And my husband was sick at the same time. So we were here kind of nursing each other in between when we had energy. Healthy boundaries. I want you to think about what are the spaces in your life, in particular this time of year, as we're looking into not only a new year, but an entirely new decade. What are the healthy boundaries that you need to place in your life now so that you're really prepared to go to your next level and do what I'm calling my, my buzzword for 2020 is elevation. Be able to elevate to the next level. Because for every new level in your life, it's going to require a new you. Now, that doesn't mean you put on false pretenses. It doesn't mean that you stop being authentic or true to who you are. What it means is you have to be able to level up mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and really know what it takes to be at this next level. So I have a vision for my business. I have a vision for myself for next year. And one of the things I did, one of the ways I was able to put some healthy boundaries around myself was I hired some interns. So I have interns that are working for me now. One's doing my social media. The other one is doing what I call my business development administrative work. So they're looking at speaking engagements for next year. They're following up on the ones I've already applied for and having heard back from. Um, She's out there looking for... Uh, different articles that I can write that are in my space. All of the things that I used to do um, that I no longer know because of where I see my business going next year, I should be doing. So I'm putting those boundaries around me so that I don't get sucked back into the processes and systems of my business that aren't really helping me to elevate to that next level. It was something I heard from other coaches over the years. I really didn't know how to put it all together in context but I'm part of a mastermind. And in that mastermind, we sat around back in October planning out next year. And one of the things that came out of that for me was that I can't be all things to everyone in my business, including myself. So I can't be the uh, accountant. I can't be the social media strategist. I can't be the brand strategist. I can't be the administrative assistant. I can't be the CFO, the CEO, the CTO, the CMO. I can't be at all. So I had to put that healthy boundary around me and put in systems, procedures, processes, and people to help me. So now I can focus on my genius. Now I can focus on new programs that I want to be able to roll out. Now I can focus on um, getting new corporate clients that I've really been pursuing for the last year. Um, So it really frees me up from doing the administrative stuff, what I call back office stuff. Because again, healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries also means sometimes it has to uh, impact family members. There are certain family members that may be in your life. I know I have some that you have to keep at a distance because either the energy is off, they don't understand what you do or why you do it. Um, They criticize, they are negative energy, right? Negative Nellies, negative, what do they call it? Negative Nellies. So I want you to think about who are the negative Nellies in your life? Who are the people that, you know, you probably wouldn't tell what your dreams are too, because you know that they're going to have something negative to say about it, or they're going to talk it down in some way, or they're going to challenge you, or they'll tell you even that it's not realistic, right? Think about who are these people in your life? Because remember, the saying is that you're the average sum of the five people that you spend the most time with, and also that you should not be the smartest person in the room. Now, If you're around, think about the five people that you're around. If you feel like they're not elevating you, pouring into you, loving on you, supporting you, encouraging you, telling you when you're right and telling you when you're wrong, because that's love. And if they're not loving on you from a sincere place, if it's from jealousy, if it's from competitiveness or comparing themselves to you, that's not good. So think about who are these five people that you spend the most time with and is it time for you to elevate those people that are around you? Is it time to do musical chairs, get some new people into that front row? This is a great time of year to start thinking about that. I want you to also write down how you spent your time last year compared to what you said you were going to do this year. So think about Beginning of the year, 2019, let's go back in time, okay? So you're in December 2018 instead of December 2019, and you're writing your goals and your plans for yourself, your business, your family, your finances even. I want you to go back to that list. I want you to think about where you said you were gonna put that energy for 2019 and then have an honest conversation with yourself. A, did you do it? B, if not, why? Why? And see what did you do instead. Write those three three things down. Write get a piece of paper and write it out in a column. Did you do it? If not, why? What did you do instead? Then I want you to think about your twenty twenty goals in the very same way. So start out with what it is that you're going to do. Who do you need to have around you to help you get there and get it done? Hold you accountable. And then, what is going to be your plan if life changes? You have to pivot and change those goals. How are you going to make certain that you still stay on track? So, think about that. And I want you to write that down because what I believe is when you write stuff down, it gets done and it makes it real. It's okay to have thoughts fumbling around in your head. You know, Sometimes it becomes like monkeys in a cage, right? They're all over the place and you're trying to just focus on one thing and it's like one monkey starts and then another monkey starts. No, when you write stuff down, you're able to hone in, be intentional and zero in on one goal at a time. And don't give yourself a massive amount of goals. I recommend no more than four. And as you start to complete them, you add in new ones. So you should always throughout the year have about three or four consistent goals that you're working on. Revisit them every quarter. And then again, think about what resources. Resources includes people. It includes systems. It includes professional uh, personal development and training. It may even include going back to school or getting certifications. But what resources will you need in order to accomplish your goals for next year? This to me, I'm so excited about 2020. I've been calling it Perfect Vision 2020 for about the last three or four months because when you go to the doctor and they check your eyes and you have 2020 vision, that means you don't need glasses or contacts. Unlike me, I need both. (laughs) But you're able to see so clearly, right? Like when I put my glasses on, it's like I have new eyes because I can see so clearly. I can see across the room. I can see up close. Nothing's blurry, I have my perfect vision 2020 when I wear my glasses. That's what I want you to think about with your goals. I want you to see them so clearly that you're able to really zoom in, hone in, write down the tasks that you're going to need to accomplish it, write down, like I said, the resources, who are the people that you're going to have around you to help you get there? What is going to be your contingency plan in in case you have to pivot and shift goals throughout the year? So you don't lose focus. Maybe you don't complete something this year, maybe next year. I have goals that I'm still rolling over from 2019, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Perfectly okay with it. You know why? Because I shot high. My target was so high and so many of my goals that I did it intentionally to challenge myself. So when I fell short, I didn't feel bad about it because I knew how much I did accomplish. And I knew there were reasons why certain things didn't happen this year. But now I'm able to move them over to next year because guess what? remember I said new levels will require a new you. I have way more knowledge now in certain areas in my business that I didn't have a year ago to the point where those goals that I didn't hit the target on this year, to me, they're not even the biggest target I'm going after next year, but they're still on my list. I hope I'm making sense. I know I've been off the podcast for a while, so I feel like I'm rambling. So Again, I want you to think about healthy boundaries. I want you to think about surrounding yourself with people who are really going to love on you, support you, give you the nurturing that you need as you grow your career, as you grow your business, as you grow in relationships. I want you to think about people who uh, you've wasted time with last year. You shouldn't be bringing them with you into 2020. I want you to think about the negative Nellies. Don't bring them with you into the 2020. I want you to think about people who just don't get you, don't support you, never have anything good to say about what you're working on or what you're thinking about or what you're doing. Don't bring them with you into 2020. I want you to think about healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries extends into the workplace as well. And here's how. If you're currently at a job that you hate, if you're currently at a job where you don't get along with your boss, if you're currently at a job where you don't get along with your coworkers, If you're currently at a job where you feel like your energy is sapped every time you walk through that door and it takes everything in your power to even go walk through the door every day, if you have an upset stomach, you can't sleep, if you're crying, you need to set a healthy boundary for yourself to get out of there. It's not worth it. Trust me, I know. I've had great experiences in the workplace and I've had horrible experiences in the workplace. That's a lot about what my book is about, my, my fourth book. And I'm very open and candid about my experiences because I think it's important for people to know, A, that you're not alone. It happens to the best of us. And B, what do you do to get yourself out of that situation? Even if you feel like I'm making a lot of money here or this, is a, my, this was my dream job when I got here or this title you know entitles me to so much because I'm VP, executive director, manager, director, whatever the case may be, right? Don't get tied to your title. You know, you're supposed to rent your title and own your character. Remember that. That's a quote I heard from someone and I just, I love it. It means so much to me. Rent your title, own your character. If you feel like that job is taking you out of character, if you feel like that job is not aligned with your morals and your values, you need healthy boundary. And that healthy boundary is to plan your exit strategy as soon as possible. Do not stay another year in that company. Do not... Keep working for that boss for another year. Do not stay around those uh, coworkers who um, are making you so uncomfortable or so unhappy that you hate going to work. Because it is true. People don't quit their companies. They quit their manager. But they also quit their coworkers. (laughs) And there's no harm in that. Because again, that's another form of having a healthy boundary. Now, let's talk about healthy boundaries in your business. I share with you what mine's were. So maybe there are things in your business that just aren't working, haven't been working, frustrate you, uh, you know, make you want to quit, make you want to scream. Think about what those things are and then plan ways to eliminate them. Plan ways to move past them. For me, it was about bringing in extra help. I couldn't be the quote-unquote superwoman solopreneur anymore. I couldn't because my business is at a point where it plateaued and I'm ready for it to grow. And it can't if I'm the only one doing the work. I'd be honest with myself. I had to turn things over that I've been doing for the last four years, train people, still training them, to bring them up to speed today until they get to the point where I feel comfortable where I don't even have to you know, look stuff over. But the same way I was a manager in... The business world in corporate America. And I told myself, if I'm not training someone to take my job, then I'm doing a disservice. So I'm training these two interns where they can go and do my job that I've been doing as a social media person, as a business development administrative person, so that I don't have to do it. And that's going to be a great thing for me. It's going to make me that much more powerful, make me that much more, um, help me elevate that much faster, which is exactly what I want to do. So what are the things in your business that are holding you back? Do you need a coach? Do you need training? Do you need to um, bring in reinforcements? Do you need to have a mentor, someone who's been in that line of business longer than you, who can help you figure out what the landmines are and how to avoid them? So I want you to think about that. What are the healthy boundaries that you need to place on yourself in your business? And then healthy boundaries and relationships. I talked to you about family, but let's talk about personal relationships, romantic relationships. If that relationship is no longer serving you, you need to really think about, is this the right place for you to be right now? And have that honest conversation with yourself and have that honest conversation with your partner because they may be feeling the same way. Now, I'm not here to break up anybody's relationship and I tell my clients that all the time. But what I do know from my own personal experiences, is when someone's fed up, there's nothing you can do about it. So there are things in your relationship that aren't serving you. Have the conversation. If you've never had it before, be bold, be courageous, and have the conversation. Not when you're angry, not when you're frustrated or fed up, because it never works. People can't hear you. It has to come from a place of love. Like my husband said, talk to me in love, talk to me in love. He has to remind me sometimes, because sometimes my horns come out. And it's good to have someone there to kind of check me. So I'm like, okay, he's not going to be able to hear me if I'm coming at him this way. So let me go at it a different way. And UZ is very cooperative and we agree or we agree to disagree and we move on. We don't have a perfect marriage, but what we do have is great communication. And at the end of the day, all relationships are built on communication. So the communication is whack. If it's not working, it's not going to work at work. It's not going to work in your business. It's not going to work in your relationships with family and friends. And it's not going to work in your personal relationship or your romantic relationships. Got to learn how to communicate. And it's easy to point a finger at someone else, but fail to re- realize that three fingers are pointing back at you when you do that. We each have um, our own unique styles of personalities and you know, pet peeves, etc. But if you're not communicating and letting people know what you need, what is your love language and what do you need from them, then they're guessing at best. And that's not fair. And don't rely on anyone else to make you happy because that's not fair. It's not realistic and it's not fair. So I'm not going to say a lot about romantic relations because I'm not a therapist. <laughs> and I tell people that, I tell my clients that all the time, but I know that's an area where people have to establish healthy boundaries all the time, every single day. And it's important if you want it to last. But you got to communicate. Don't just change and not say why you're changing. Don't just stop doing things and don't explain why you're not doing them anymore. Why you don't want to do them anymore. Right? My husband and I just had this conversation recently. And I'm telling you, it benefited us. It worked. So with that. I'm going to leave you with understanding healthy boundaries are important. They're not a bad thing. They're necessary. I want you to enjoy the holidays with your friends and family. I want you to establish your yeses, protect your yeses, and be okay with your no's, with no apology. No is a complete sentence. No apology needed. If you don't want to go to a party, don't go. If you don't want someone to come to your house, don't invite them, even if they make you feel guilty about it. Don't do it because then you're going to have resentment and you won't be a very pleasant host anyway. <laughs> so why do it to yourself? Healthy boundaries. And I want you to make sure you give yourself some self-care, whatever self-care looks, self-care looks like for you this time of year. I want you to do it, I'm going to say, as a mandate from Dr. Tana M. Session to you to make sure you take time out for yourself during this very busy time of the year when people just busy themselves sometimes unnecessarily. But I want you to give yourself that self-care. I want you to do something that you've never done for yourself before. Have some fun, whatever that is for you. For me, I just like to be home with my husband and just having some quiet time. And my book is done. So now I have other stuff out I can work on. So I'm excited about, you know, what's going to come my way now through the universe as a result of me completing and giving birth to this project that took almost a year. Um, Who knows? Maybe another book is inside of me. I don't know yet, but I'm excited to find out what it is. And I can't wait for Perfect Vision 2020. I'm so excited about the next year. I just know that it's gonna be magical for myself and so many of you, so many other people in my realm of friends and family members. I just, I can't wait to see it, I can't wait. So if I don't to talk to you, if I'm not back here again before Christmas, then I'm going to say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and hopefully, I'm certain, I'll be back before New Year's, but if not, Happy New Year as well. So thanks again for being here. This is Stop Being the Best Kept Secret. I'm your host, Dr. Tana M. Session, Huffington Post's top female expert to follow, best-selling author, international award-winning speaker, human resources consultant, organizational development strategist, media contributor, the list goes on. Thank you for joining. Until next time.